Securities and investment advisory services offered the Next Financial Group, member FINRA Civic, Texas Hill Country Advisors, not an affiliate of Next. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Prize, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update, brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local Texas Hill Country source for what's going on in the stock market, the economy, and the world of personal finance. We are your co-hosts, Andrew Gay and Gilbert Pies, independent financial advisors of Texas Hill Country Advisors, right here in beautiful Kerrville, Texas. It's about 9.42 a.m., so let's jump right into the financial news and notes for you this morning. So if we uh, to kick things off here, I want to mention yesterday things closed slightly down on the day for the U.S. stock markets here. Uh, the Dow Jones, S&P, and NASDAQ were all, I think we're all three of them down on the day. I yes. a look. Um, I, so. mm-hmm. uh, I thought one of them the day before, I think the NASDAQ eked out a gain, but yes. uh, uh, at the end of last week. Anyway, so uh, this morning we're, we're off to a, a downward start as well. But the uh, point here is that we just got into September. September is historically the worst month for stocks, uh, and we're off to a sluggish start. So kind of no surprise there. Um, however, on the economic front, we got a few things brewing this morning. We got weekly 30 30-year mortgage rates that take down from 7.2 to 7.3%. Uh, the import-export data came out this morning. The trade deficit actually came in around $65 billion, I believe, versus an expected $68 billion. Uh, services manufacturing data came out at 9 a.m., and we have one Fed speaker scheduled to uh, speak today as well. A couple of other things that we've mentioned before on here, but I wanted to mention again just because we think that we're going to see some headlines for some of these before probably in the next couple of weeks, definitely before the end of the month, the number one is the government shutdown, possible government shutdown, just because we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but Congress is is back from their summer break and they have till the end of September to figure out how to continue to pay the bills for Congress. Um, In the next couple of weeks, I think that we'll see maybe some headlines about that. I just was listening to someone talk uh, yesterday on Bloomberg, I believe, that said they were not expecting them to get anything done by the end of the month, but there was a mechanism that they could use to kind of temporarily patch things over uh, until they get an actual bill passed, and that would kind of extend their deadline. But I do think that we'll see some headlines about that. Uh, that always tends to weigh on markets in the uh, very short term when we see those things pop up. And then energy prices, finally, was the other thing I wanted to mention today was they they had a big spike yesterday. Oil did, as OPEC Plus announced, that they were going to extend their supply cuts through the end of the year. You know, we even with the announcements of some of the expectation of economic slowdown in China, you know, which is the world's second largest economy, they consume a lot of oil and even in the face of some kind of anticipated slowdown there, oil still had a big spike after the OPEC plus announcement of supply cuts yesterday. Um, that's really it from, from my side of things. Gilbert, what do you got going on this morning? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of these things that we're talking about, oil prices and even the potential for government shutdown, as, as we've said before many times, these are short-term news headlines that are going to be capturing people's attention over the next couple of weeks, especially the potential for the government shutdown. But but ultimately, they're just that short-term headlines that will affect the psychology for a few weeks. But And ultimately, those things are going to get resolved one way or the other. 
uh, as they uh, normally do. They always, you know, yes. we saw that in June, right? They got right up to the end of the deadline, and then at the last minute, they figured something out. Right, right. So, you know, I, I don't think there's um, it's a it's a huge issue for long term investors, but if you're a short term trader or uh, you're you're just looking at the short term to decide kind of when is a good time to step foot into the market. Well, September may not be that month. Uh, not only is it historically the worst one for the market, but it, it because of these things that are happening right now, especially the potential for the government shutdown, it, it's going to weigh on the market a little bit over the next couple of weeks. But I, I think actually, if you're a long-term investor, September is a pretty good month to continue to consider taking that step in because you can buy in hopefully at a little bit of a lower or discounted price than what things were, you know, even last week. So it's a, in the short term, it's a bit of a problem in the long term, it's a perfect opportunity. And so that's the thing I want want to emphasize to people that don't let these short term headlines bother you that much because they, they will get resolved. And whether it's oil prices or some other short term headline uh, maybe inflation fears, uh, recession fears, all of those things get solved and worked out one way or the other. And for the most part, they're probably going to be perfect opportunities to consider stepping into the market. Yeah. And uh, if we take a look at how we're actually performing right now on the day, the NASDAQ is the leader on the downside, downside down about nine tenths of a percent. S&P and Dow Jones, S&P is at negative 0.68% on the day and the Dow Jones is just shy of half a percent down. Uh, so that's how we kicked off the trading session so far. So we'll see if stocks happen to uh, turn around before the end of the week to try to get us an, an upbeat start to September. But um well, remember too, we had a great week last week, and so we did. The Nasdaq know, was up over three percent. Yeah, the week. It, was, it was great week. So even if we give up a little bit of gains from last week, it's not a big deal. Uh, and then, and then too, uh, if you look at bond yields, bond yields were actually up yesterday and today. Uh, you know, I think the two years back above five percent or right at five percent, and the um, ten years at four point two eight. It was trying to make its way to four three or. Dare I say four and a half? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but very, very possible. Um, uh, but because bond yields are up, it's not surprising that equities are down today, um, which which is that traditional relationship when equity prices are down, you see bond yields go up and vice versa. When equity markets are going up, bond yields tend to drop off a little bit. This week, you know, or, or the past couple of days, you've got bond yields moving back up again. So it's not surprising the equity market's dropping off a little bit. Right. So that's what's going on in the markets this morning. And then last our last little segment here, I wanted to mention this. We've talked about this concept before on the show, but we're going to leave you with an investor uh, tip for the day. And that is Wealth 101, which is spend less than you make. <laughs> uh, you got to have the excess in your budget to be able to to save money to become an investor. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to spend all your money and take on a lot of debt and then try to be invested or at the same time. So you got the purpose of a budget is to make sure that you have room to actually save. And then after that, then maybe the question can follow. OK, now that I'm saving, what's the best way to save? What's the best bang for my buck? Um, you know, whether it's short-term savings for like an emergency fund or looking at strategies for retirement saving. So you got to have it in your budget before you can become an investor. You got to have the space to do it. Yeah. We, we always talk to people about, you know, what is the biggest impediment to 
people investing. And it's not lack of education. It's not lack of choices. It's not anything but a lack of room in their budget to do it. Uh, many, many times the thing that we run up against the most, me and Andrew, is it, it's people haven't budgeted for the investment, whether it's a college savings plan for your kids or whether it's retirement, even if it's 50 bucks a month, there's a lot of households in this country that don't even have an emergency fund of $1,000 to get them through a short-term emergency. And and that's that's pretty sad. You, you, you can't get ahead if you don't have that wiggle room. Now, what is it that you need to cut to give yourself that wiggle room? I don't know. Um, as, as you know, uh, it, it, you either have an income problem or you have an expense problem. And, and so maybe you need to bring up your income. So maybe you need to get training or get a promotion or um, do something that will get you ahead and earn you more money. Or for some people, it's not necessarily the income problem, it's the expense problem. You got more money going out than you have coming in. Maybe you need to cut some of your expenses. Maybe it's a combination of the two things. Now, we're not going to sit here and tell you that you don't need a cell phone. Um, maybe you just don't need a new Apple iPhone 14 Pro Max or whatever the... Yeah, <laughs> like we, we're, not, we're not here to tell you like what, you what your definition of needs and wants are, but we can talk to you about that stuff. Yes, say, there, there you definitely know, is a difference between needs and wants. Yeah, and, and, but we can talk you through some of that and try to help you uh, discern strategies for you to become a better saver. And the reason I wanted to mention this, I think it's relevant right now, is because you're just talking about bond yields, mm -hmm. right? And this morning on Lewis's show, I was talking about interest rates. Yeah, interest rates, when they are, when we're in a higher interest rate environment, it is tougher to be a borrower, but it's also on the flip side, it's also a good time to be a saver. We've seen Absolutely. really high CD rates, or higher CD rates. Uh, relative to the last several years right now, you know, that are available for investors uh, with not a whole lot of risk. But, you know, everything across the board, it would make logical sense that is is paying more than it would have been uh, previously in a non uh, high interest rate environment. So that's it's a good time to be a saver. Yes. Yes. But if you don't have any money to save, well, it means nothing. Then that, um, that's when you go back to this. That's right. The that's basics. Right. And, and Andrew and I would love to sit down and talk with you about how you can be a better saver, how you can be a better investor. Uh, we can walk you through on what, you know, really are needs versus wants and maybe give you some ideas for um, still doing what you want to do, but maybe in a different way. So uh, a, a good example is like a cell phone. I, I, I used that example earlier, just, you know, who, who says you need an Apple iPhone 14 Pro Max? Um, may, maybe you could do with an Apple uh 11 um i don't know i don't think they even sell the eights anymore but maybe the apple iphone 11 and oh and why does it have to be a new one maybe you can check facebook marketplace and find a cheap one or or a much discounted one uh, there's plenty of places around that sell refurbished iphones uh, even locally um, anything to save you a couple hundred bucks yeah perhaps it all it all it's all, uh, it seems like a drop in the bucket, but it all adds up. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, another good example is, is vehicles. You know, everybody needs a car. Just about everybody needs a car to get from point A to point B. Maybe you just don't need that Audi A6 that's $87,000. Maybe you could. But but my but my income supports it. 
<laughs> well, maybe it does, but... Uh, but what is it doing to your personal balance sheet? Perfect example, yes. It, it may not be helping your personal balance sheet. So there's all kinds of strategies we could help you walk through uh, and make you help you make that decision about what's what's best for you in your situation. So give us a call. You got uh, two financial advisors that are sitting right here. would love to help you. Uh, and if nothing else, maybe give you a second opinion on what you're doing. Amen. That's a perfect spot to end our show today. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, interact with us. Share our content. It helps other people find the show. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Most weekdays, the stock market is open in all places. You find your podcast, including Spotify. Be sure to go follow our channel there. Give us a thumbs up. We'd greatly appreciate it. We will be back here tomorrow. You guys enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. See you then.